It's good to be with you for Central Moments again today. All week this week, we've been looking at these praise moments that Paul has as he's writing the letters that are now in our New Testament. And today we come to a great one. It's in the first chapter of Paul's first letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy, in verse 17, where he says, Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You would normally think a verse like that belongs at the end of his letter, except he's only 17 verses into the first chapter of six chapters of this letter. But he has been rehearsing what God has done in his own life. He'd been talking about, about how, how false teaching was creeping into the church in Ephesus. This is why he'd left Timothy in Ephesus. Then he went farther north uh, over to Greece and he writes Timothy back and reminds him, now I've set you there to counter false doctrine. And one of the first false doctrines he mentions is that general area of taking the Old Testament law and teaching it incorrectly and misapplying it to our lives given that we are now in Christ. And, and so that causes him to rehearse his own personal testimony. And in verse 14, just three verses earlier, he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. We have this story in Acts chapter 9 how Paul was killing Christians. He hated Jesus, persecuting, and Jesus met him as he was headed for the city of Damascus to imprison more Christians and take them back to Jerusalem. And God meets him. Jesus encounters him. He's saved. He's radically transformed, converted to Christ. And, uh, and, and he's probably thinking about that moment as he, he writes, trying to reaffirm what the heart of the true gospel is here. The grace of the Lord Jesus was poured on me abundantly, along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And then in the next verse, verse 15, he says, here is a trustworthy statement that deserves full acceptance. And this probably was a statement out of their worship creeds in the early church. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he adds, of whom I am the worst. What a wonderful creed to constantly revisit. I know in many of our songs that we sing in worship, we revisit this creed. In our scripture readings, we revisit this creed. Christ came into the world to save sinners. And it's tempting to say, well, tell us something we don't know, Paul. But Paul is saying, but that's the problem. You get away from that too much. You're getting into doctrinal tangents and speculations about things that don't advance the gospel. Here is the gospel. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's why we're here. And it's our mission to share that to the world. And then he adds, of whom I am the worst. And he probably said that because he lived with the fact that he, he literally tortured and killed people trying to force them to renounce Jesus at one time in his life. He was the Christian world's number one terrorist. And he, he lived with that, but he knew that God had poured his grace upon his life. And so he says, even though I'm the worst sinner and Christ saved me, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. If Jesus could save the Apostle Paul, uh, 
Paul saying, uh, I, 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 I doubt I could imagine anything in your life he couldn't forgive after what I've done. Listen, <laughs> that's why he then said, now to the king eternal, that means he never changes, and immortal, he'll never die, and invisible, unlike the idols that were worshipped by the pagan nations and that introduced them to the powers of demonic spirits. This God is eternal. He's immortal. He's invisible. He's the only God. And he saved me. So no wonder, Paul says, to him be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And yes, he's going to keep writing a few more chapters, but he just had to stop there as he rehearsed what Jesus had done in his life. I just want to pray with you that way today. Father, thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for the power of the gospel. Thank you that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Let us never lose the wonder or awe of that. And never let our lives be rooted in anything else but that. And if, we are, if we're struggling with false guilt, if, we're, if, if we don't think that, that we're good enough for you or that you, that you would love us enough, I pray we'll come back to Paul's testimony and the truth of your word that you have come to our world to save even us. You came to save sinners. That's us, Lord. And so we receive all that you have for us. And we say with Paul, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, to you be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Amen.